I'm Thomas DJ, top professional. I'm Scott McGregor, talented amateur. And we'd like to invite you to join us for our journey through every adventure of the Avengers. No, not that Avengers. You won't find any tights, magic hammers, or fancy shields here. But you will find some supervillains and some hot women in tight leather, so there is that. And champagne. Oh, yeah, lots of champagne. With Umbrella, Charm, and Bowler, that other Avengers podcast, covering the seminal spy series that lasted from 1961 to 1969 on an episode-by-episode basis. Join us as we explore the television series that helps shape pop culture and made an icon out of Diana Rigg, Honor Blackman, and Patrick Dean. With Umbrella, Charm, and Bowler. That other Avengers podcast, coming straight towards you every month. Only on the Two True Freaks Podcast Network. Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphen Nation. I'm your host, Kellen Conley. And uh, this is what we call the magic hour, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> I don't know if I mentioned it previously. I think I did on like maybe 102. Um, Angel went out of the country on an EF tourist trip. She left uh, two Sundays ago, Father's Day Sunday, and she has been gone until, well, she's still gone. She doesn't return to the States until tomorrow evening, and she won't be back home in Morgantown until midnight or so. And when I say the magic hour, I'm just jumping right into it. I say the magic hour because this is the time of day that I've learned to really cherish for myself. I wasn't doing this the first week. First week I was ripping and running. I was like, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to play this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You know. And I wasn't really reflecting on anything. Since then, I've now um, at least uh, the past three days of this week, Monday, Tuesday, and now Wednesday, what I've been doing is I'll get early in bed, come in the room, shut the lights out because we're like right across the room for her. Have the, have her little camera on, which we still have. Yes, she's five, but it makes Angel feel better. And I'm kind of used to the sound machine coming through the camera now. What we'll do, I'll do is just sit here, mess around on the phone, and just complete silence. Like... I might watch a little video on the phone if it comes across, but it's just the sound machine and me in the darkening room as the sun goes down because it's June. And it's really done wonders for my stress because truth be told, I have not slept correctly in a long ass time. That's my own fault. If I made myself adhere to some kind of schedule... I'd be fine. I miss Angel when she's gone, but I'm not to the point where I can't sleep when she's not here. I just choose not to because I feel like there's so much stuff I can could accomplish. And frankly, I haven't accomplished anything. 
Um, I did record the Avengers Endgame episode, so that is coming out after this one. I wasn't even planning on recording this. I was planning on, because I said I was going bi-weekly on episode 100, I was planning on getting this in. I wanted the Avengers to be the Thursday episode and uh, this episode to be the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever it came out episode. And last night I was just thinking, I was like, just, just stop for a second. You got the audio of Avengers. It's safe on your computer. You can edit it at your leisure. I know that the participants of the show want to hear it. I know that you fans of the show want to hear it. Um, it's a really good episode. Marcus did a hell of a job moderating. There's five of us on that call, on that episode. Marcus killed it. Absolutely killed it. Um, so I can't wait to share that with you guys. But I just said, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and stress myself out about when I'm going to be able to record and everything like that um, to knock out this episode before. And I wasn't just, I, I was like, I don't want to drop this just because I have it done. You would think that that makes no sense. If it's done, why don't you edit it and put it out? It's like, I, I want to, I don't want to just do it just to do it. Like, I want to be able to kind of build to this episode. Like, I want to have your normal episode. Like, we've, we've been on a little bit of a run, man. I mean, 100 came out, and then uh, then uh, EG was on for 101, and it was a solo episode with me for 102, and then Marcus came back for 103, where he talked about Batman 89. And then I was like, am I just going to smack you on the face again with Avengers Endgame finally? Where we recapped that whole film and everything? No, I actually didn't. Um, I, I, wanted, I wanted there to be some kind of pacing. And what I realized is um, I've been, I mean, let's say April was crazy podcast-wise. May kind of tapered off. And then June was going strong, too, with the two a week there for a good bit. But I decided to take a step back and kind of fill things out. So before we go any further, I do want to tell y'all that uh, Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. HyphenPodcastGroup.com. Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective. Bringing great podcasts to people. You can find all the episodes on there. Um, you can also find Hyphen Nation wherever podcasts are sold, whether that be Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Spotify. It is on there. And like I said, if if you find any platforms that you use that you can't find Hyphen Nation on or any of the other Hyphen Podcast group shows, let me know, and I'll see what I can do about getting getting everything added. Um. As always, sponsored by the MARC dot <laughs> the MARC ROB dot WordPress dot com. Mark Rob, written by your friend, my friend, Marcus Show Mad Love Robinson. Great writing. He's working on a new Drake piece. His last piece is about Beyonce and Homecoming and Juliet Littman. <sighs> Dog, I, I sidebar. He mentions Juliet Lemon in an article about how they responded, how they talk about Jamie Foxx and completely glossed over his career. In fact, he was he's an Academy Award winner with Juliet and maybe Amanda Dobbins, I believe. And I, for some reason, the Notebook rewatchables came out, and so I listened to it. And who was on there? Amanda Dobbins and Juliet Lemon. This episode is fine, but then I decided to finally listen to Devil Wears Prada episode rewatchables. And yes, me and Marcus are going to cover Devil Wars product sometime. It's just going to fucking happen. I don't care. World's Greatest Podcast. This is how we fucking do. Okay? 
Anyway. Juliette Littman is so fucking annoying. <laughs> like, Bill Simmons and I, I believe Amanda Dobbins is on there. And they're, like, talking about how she hates Devil Wears Prada. And she's like, because she went to Northwestern. And I don't like the name of the journalism school. And, um, something else. And I'm like, oh, my God. Why, why, like... I enjoy rewatchables, but if you're going to do rewatchables, Ringer, why would you put somebody on the motherfucker that hates the fucking movie? Shit. Anyway, I, I completely don't know how we got there, but um, oh yeah, Marcus, um, he has a Drake piece that he has, um, regarding how Drake is viewed as a rapper following last summer's. Story of Adidon this from Pusha T and his subsequent no show as far as returning Valia Pusha. So that's coming out soon on the MARC Make sure you check that out. And then um one last thing, there's a Patreon hyphen uh, patreon.com slash hyphen podcast group. Some cool tiers on there for rewards and things like that. I may tweak it a little bit, but if you donate to the um Patreon those funds are going to go to keeping the site running. It's about 15 bucks a month to keep our site running. And it would just be nice if if we could get a little kickback so that uh, we could uh, make sure the site stays running. Because it was briefly this month. But the site went down. And I was like, oh shit, site's down. And I just went in and paid the 15 real quick. And then life went on, you know. But uh, that's what the Patreon's for. There's a lot of cool tiers on there and rewards. So check those out. No one has uh, become a patron yet. I'm, no, let's be honest, this is a self-care episode, so let's be honest, I'm a little frustrated at that, but also it's my first time doing a Patreon, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and um, so I'm, I'm going to work on it and see if we can't figure out something so that we got some income coming in towards the website costs. And then the last thing is, if you go to um, hyphenpodcastgroup.com, in the menu you'll see a shop on Amazon button, click that link, it'll take you to Amazon, buy whatever you were going to buy from Amazon. And a little bit comes back to Hyphen Podcast Group. And then those funds will be used towards, again, the website. Okay? Okay, Pumpkin? Alright. Yeah, the funny thing is, I told myself I wasn't going to record. And yet, here I am. So, I'm going to do an intro here. Um, just to uh, what we're about to get into. Um, a long, long time ago, in a place far, far away... And when I say that, I mean a place called uh, Morgantown. I did an episode, which is very near and dear to my heart. Um, I was going through some stuff. No crying nation. <laughs> yeah, I was going through some things, and I don't know. Like maybe, maybe I was beating myself up a little bit. You know, this that's how things go. And. Um, I, I decided to sit down and record what ultimately be ultimately became called uh, Self Care Volume One is what I called it. Um, oh, new episode of Secret Way for Weddings. I gotta jump on that joint. Shout out to Lisa and Rebecca. But what was I doing? Uh, trying to find what episode I did. I did the uh, thing. Oh, actually, it's right around here. Let's see. It was episode, yeah, it was 63, <clears throat> uh, Self-Care Volume 1. It was a 
clean 60 minutes and all I did in this episode was literally just talk about things I had been going through and things I was dealing with and just kind of venting. Um, I think I may have mentioned it recently on the pod, podcast 101 by the way, because I was just using the phone. I mentioned it recently on the pod that I was planning on doing another one of these and now the time is here. Because ladies and gentlemen, in this time the angel's been gone and even leading up to it, it was creeping up on me. I've, I've been on a ride. I have been on an emotion, emotional roller coaster. Loving you ain't nothing healthy. Shout out to Vivian Green. Um, yeah, I've, I've been on one. And I don't mean in a nice way. A lot of different feelings and emotions and shortcomings that I feel like I'm dealing with. And, you know, uh, mommy triggers, which are always there, and family triggers, and. <clears throat> it's just a whole slew of things so I want y'all to bear with me you're, you're forewarned <clears throat> I'm going to go on about this for as long as I feel like I need to go on about this still try to keep it down to a normal solo episode length about an hour I don't expect to be sitting here talking about stuff for three hours because I know the way that my mind works especially if I'm talking about my issues I just keep looping around and uh, that's not what I'm trying to do here so I'm, I'm just going to kind of talk for a little bit about what's been going on and kind of give you all examples of where these things came from and what happened and hopefully you rock with me I hope that uh someone out there who listens to me venting about my problems and my issues uh find some courage to maybe talk to someone else about their own problems um or even if if you want to reach out to me you absolutely can um I'm more than willing to talk to anybody uh I don't know what I can tell you I'm no expert, <laughs> especially not in this vulnerable state I'm in right now. But, you know, I'll always do what I can to help. And, of course, there are options out there. Options out there for uh, people to seek help who uh, feel like they need someone to talk to. Um, one big thing I want to say before I get into this. This podcast is not a substitution for me to avoid talking to other people. Um, because technically, I, I'm talking to my listeners and putting my problems out there to y'all. So y'all can kind of hear everything and, and see the inner machinations of things. Um, I'm not in no way co-signing this as healthy. Um, I am a huge advocate of, uh, of the mental health uh, field profession. Anybody who is in a profession that is trying to help assist uh, those who have mental health issues live better lives and all for it. Um, I'm not trying to say I'm avoiding a therapist or anything like that, but the thing is I want to convey to you is, yeah, I'm sitting here on a podcast, world's greatest podcast, by the way, Barack Obama approved, by the way. Um, I'm sitting here on this podcast just talking about what's going on with me, but when you feel alone, man, don't keep it inside. Find yourself a sympathetic ear, and if you can't get that, pick up the phone and call the outreach programs that are out there, man. And it doesn't even have to be as bad as um, you wanting to kill yourself. Like, Lord, and my issues aren't that bad right now either. They ha they haven't been for a long time. But um, real talk, if you feel like you have those feelings of wanting to throw it all to uh, kill yourself, or if you just feel alone and lost and you're not sure what you're going through 
and you can't afford therapy, you don't have time for therapy, pick up the phone and just talk to someone, man. These people on the other end of these lines, are, they are um, professionals in their own ways. They're, they're there to listen. They're like Frazier, man. I'm listening. Now, they're not going to come back with some funny way to solve your problems, all while being a huge uh, educated ass about it, like Frazier. But at the same time, the main thing is, is, is that they are listening. And sometimes that's all we need, is a good listener. Even if there's no answers coming back, people feel better after they talk about their problems. And that's the reason I want to sit down and do this with y'all. Uh, so I'm going to uh, go ahead and um, I'm going to take a break right here. And then I'll uh, go ahead and get into it about what's going on, man. Be right back. new drink I think that's what Pac said so you just listened to uh, the very beginning of Hyphenation 104 recorded way 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 back in June and I left it in there because I wanted you to see if you could hear the difference <laughs> essentially and I'm loading the dishwasher I have no I don't apologize I don't care I'm loading the dishwasher right now as quietly as possible though I just want to see if y'all could tell the difference because the me that was um, the me that had recorded started that started recording that episode. I was in a rough place, man. Like Angel had been gone, went to Greece and Italy and Israel for twelve days. She had left that Sunday. I recorded. 103, I believe it was. Uh, and yeah, that, that's when she had left. And then I, during that week, I had recorded a podcast called Fresh with Maps, the Punisher War Machine episode. That's available right now, hyphenpodcastgroup.com. Check that out. Really good episode. I uh, called myself in rare form. I recorded. Uh, Avengers Endgame episode that I wasn't really up to because Marcus forced me to because I was like, I don't want to record. I just want to lay around and mope and drink a little bit before I got work in the morning and Marcus is like, you need to shut the fuck up and get on this podcast. Pretty much. He said it nicer. He did say it nicer. Okay. Um, you, you know, um, I was depressed I admit I know I've mentioned I was depressed going in late like in the intro but over the over that time period pretty much from I don't know sometime it was a whole month of May leading into June just something seemed wrong you know and as I tend to do I I, I ended up getting depressed so the trigger for this one 
was it was really work related because at work I'm the only black guy it normally doesn't bother me and then I've been getting uh shall we say critiqued or you know like just notes on my performance and stuff like that and one of the biggest things that I've been told is to kind of temper down the way I act at work now I'll tell you at work I take my job seriously when it's time to do something I do it I never have any issues with it not a problem and um when I'm not doing that, I t- I'm pretty, I'm in good with most of my coworkers. There's only like certain number of us, and we see each other every day. And there's always this interaction, so I tend to slip more into a regular Kellen pair of uh, slippers, and you know, crack jokes and you know, just relax, love life. And here's the thing, though. I'm, I'm supposed to be the supervisor, right? So, what I'm told that um they want to see is they want me to be um more more of a supervisor when it comes to my interactions with uh you know my coworkers and stuff, which I, I totally get. But in my head, this is how I was taking it. My head, because I, I've been doing this job for, been at this job for a little over six years now, roughly. Just hit my two-year anniversary back. And I was there for uh, almost four years when I left. So it's a little over six six years or so that I have total working there at this uh, And the way that I perceive that, because I have, it's not that they don't take me seriously, like my coworkers when something needs to be done, you know, and it's not an issue of like, I don't delegate. I haven't heard that since Huntington. It's not an issue of me motivating people. They just want to see me more in a supervisory role, you know, and not so much of a buddy-buddy relationship with everybody. But I took that shit because I was so... I just kept thinking about it once I got those notes. I took it as we don't like you the way you are. And in order for you to work here, we need you to be this way. Completely different from who you are now. Again, No one actually said this to me, but this is how I perceived it, okay? Now, with that said, then you add in the fact that I am the only black guy in my branch. Again, not a big deal, but sometimes it becomes a big deal because... I've acted a certain way at my job for so long. And then when I'm not on point, so to speak, and everything, then the response comes back that, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Why are you acting that way? 
You're not, you're not being yourself. Then I feel like they're wanting me to put on a show for them. Again, my words, not anybody else's. Where I am entertaining them, yet still fulfilling the duties they want me to do in my role, in my role you know? So, so there's that. So I, I feel like at that point, I'm feeling like in order for me to move up in my job and continue my career, I need to change who I am and yet still... Like, I feel like I need to change completely who I am so that they don't expect me to be, I don't know, the delightful person I normally am. So, yeah, there's that. Fast forward to first recommendation of the episode. I don't know if I said this in the intro. I've not listened to the intro since I literally said it. I know you just heard a few seconds ago, but I haven't heard it in over a month and a half, however long it's been. I had started watching a Netflix original series. It's called Dear White People. And in this show, I I have not seen the movie. I've been told the movie is good. I've been told the movie's bad. So mixed reviews on that. But I I really enjoy the Netflix show. But in this show, it is primarily about the black experience at a, an almost like an Ivy League kind of school is where they're at. And it's about the black experience and then also um, a couple of the individuals, like one of the main characters, Sam, her boyfriend's white. So it comes from his perspective too. Um, but the whole thing made me deal with something that I hadn't had to deal with in a long time, and that was my identity and as far as it comes to race, you know? Because, let's face it, I've been in West Virginia since 1992. I, I married Angel. Um, my kid is biracial. A lot of my friends are white just due to who has been around me and who has stuck by me and don't get me wrong, like, I, I would not change any of my friends for anyone else. Not at all. But sometimes, I, I, I do tend to think about how certain things look overall, if that makes sense. And uh, for the first time in a long time, like, that show was making me question my identity. Now, what really did it and really set off this depression that self-care volume two is all about? What really set it off was in the second season, volume two, there is a character whose name escapes me. And like I said, I'm doing dishes. I'm not going to look it up. Oh, by the way, uh, Dear White People, Volume 3 drops on August the 2nd. So, best believe I will be checking it out. Yeah, but it this one this one kid, how he's a man, uh, it looks way more of a man than I am just because he's ripped. Anyway, he in the first season was the dorm president or something like that. And then he ended up 
um, kind of losing his cool and throwing a chair through a window, ruining his reputation, everything that him and his dean father had built for him. So in volume two, he's trying to find himself, find out who he is and what he wants to be going forward. Ultimately, it seems like he wants to do stand-up. More power to him. That's what he's doing. But he asked another one of his friends, um, someone who, or Reggie, uh, Reggie is the guy he asked. Um, he asked him who uh, he thinks he is. He's also high on mushrooms. It's a great series. Watch this series, guys. He's high on mushrooms. And he asked Reggie, Reggie, who do you think I am? And Reggie says, you're the black guy in a white sitcom. And that shit hit me like, because that's exactly how I felt at times at work. Even though no one else probably intended it, I felt sometimes that I was the black character in a white sitcom at my job. I don't feel it so much in my everyday life, but at work, I definitely felt that way. So that shit hit me and I was, I was like, fuck, is this who I am? Is this who I've become? Am I a token black character in this sitcom? Am I that, like someone's little, like, is this the, is this a way cheaper version of the office? Is this like a, um, I don't even know a television channel that that could be on that would be cheap enough to pay for it. Uh, you know, is this what has come to? So I was messed up off of that. That hit me hard. And then, like an episode or so later, then the main character's, um, Sam, the main character's father dies. And she's also biracial. So suddenly, the biracial main character is now without her white father. And she's going home to see her black uh, mother, and, and <laughs> I know it sounds weird. And the view, they go to the funeral and the viewing, and everything. She brings some of her friends with her. Another great episode. But then, bam, dead parent triggers. So right there, hit me on both my mom's tears. Then, biracial kid. Aaliyah's biracial. Oh my God, if I die, this could be Aaliyah. More tears. Completely, utterly ruined before I had to walk into work on a random day, like maybe it was a Wednesday, Thursday, like tears, like walked in red eyed. And my boss looked at me and said, are you okay? And I said, no, something reminded me of my mom's and, and everything. So I'm a little messed up right now, which she respected. And hopefully that was pretty quiet because I got this dishwasher loaded, shout out to me. <sighs> so that happened. And in the episode where she goes home, the dad writes her this letter, and I'm not going to cry. This is not crying nation. Dad writes her this, had written her like a final letter because he went back in the hospital one time, and one more time, and his mom and dad opted not to tell her because she was at college. And I don't recall if he got out of the hospital that last time or what, but eventually uh, he, I mean, obviously he passed away um, suddenly, and Everything was what it was. So, there, dishwasher started. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I can do that. Sweet. Sorry. And so, that 
that really, really messed with me. It was a real episode, but I didn't expect to have such a hard time with Angel not being here. Because for so long, you know, when, when you get that break, especially when you're a dad, and it's like, oh man, I'm getting a break. I get to, uh, you know, I get to kind of do what I want for a little while. I don't gotta have to worry about anything other than myself, taking myself to work and bringing myself home and feeding myself, literally. It's all I had to worry about. Well, normally. Here's, here's the difference this time. Aaliyah was here with me. Which isn't a big deal. And during the week, when there's a schedule and things for us to do, it wasn't so bad. But on the weekend, that's when things got a little iffy. And then I didn't have my backup. It was just one-on-one with me and Aaliyah instead of two-on-one like it normally is. And I felt defeated like I wasn't getting anywhere. And, you know, she she... It wasn't that she's being bad. She's five. It it just was tough to deal with um, Angel not being here and a five-year-old being hungry every 10 minutes and wanting to do something and not wanting to do this. And a lot of times we worked it out. There was no beatings, even though there sometimes I felt like I wanted to stop licking the autumn in Brooklyn. <laughs> Uh, and we, we got through it, but even when Aaliyah went to bed, and that's supposed to be all right, that's, all right, she went to sleep. So now I can watch TV. I can, I can try to write a song. I can write something. I can play around the internet. I can play around on my phone. I can watch some TV. I think I already said that. Even though there was all these other options, suddenly, I ain't one of this is what my routine turned into during the week. This, this is what it became really quickly. So Aaliyah would go to bed. I would walk across the hallway to my room and sit down uh, in case she had called me. I'd give her about a half an hour or so. And she didn't take that many naps. Uh, while, in fact, I don't think she took a nap while Angel was out of country. So oops, there's that thing I was looking for earlier. So since she didn't take any naps, she went right to sleep. So then after that, that's when you should be like, all right, well, now it's time for let me go write a little something. Let me go stop licking the floor of Brooklyn. Let me go do this. Let me go do that. You know, that's when it kicks in and you're thinking that you can you can do something. Let me play Spider-Man. Let me play PlayStation. I did play PlayStation one night, but most of the time. I got onto this Friends from College series, which I'm pretty sure I'd mentioned on here uh, by this point. And I would watch that. And I, I I was so hooked on it. I just kept watching it, watching it, watching. Next thing I would look up, Aaliyah would go to bed at like 9, be asleep by 9.30. And I'd start watching it. And I'd watch a bunch of episodes. I'd look up and it's like 12.30. I'm like, shit, what the hell happened? Like all the time is gone. And then, of course, I stay up later. And so I'm not getting any sleep. I'm staying up till like 2 in the morning every night. And then falling asleep. Constantly. So I'm no sleep. No angel. A later in the day. My job. Feeling like I'm the black character in a white sitcom. 
And then my mama triggers that activated unexpectedly by dear white people. So that took us through the rest of Angel's vacation. Uh, she came back. We ended up going to a West Virginia Black Bears game for um, when did I when did that happen? Maybe it was Sunday or something. We went and did that. I don't remember how we got tickets to it or anything. And everything kind of has run together recently. Um, but we went to West Virginia Black Bears game and Angel asked me if I was all right. And I was like, no, I'm depressed. I don't feel I don't like so like I just don't feel it. And we went to the Black Bears game, came home. And or maybe I said the day I don't remember. What, I know I said Black Bears game, but at one point it was a Sunday evening and I was doing something and. Angel came in here, came in and said, hey, let's go. And I was like, where are we going? She's like, just come on. And we ended up going to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, just sitting down. And she's like, you told me you were depressed. And I just want you to tell me everything that's going on. So I did. And she did an amazing job at listening to me cry. I didn't cry. Again, not crying nation. But just going over everything. And she she was like, I don't want you to feel that way and you're good at your job and you're over like she didn't say you're overanalyzing, but she's like, there's ways for you to still do your job without changing who you are. I don't want you to ever feel like you need to change who you are. And I don't want you to feel like you're this character in some sitcom. You're not. You are who you are and people love you for who you are. And that started the way back, you know. Started getting my head right, and that was a that was a week after she had come back because she came back on or the weekend after she came back she came back on a Thursday night, and so that was like the Sunday after she had gotten back two weeks after she the two weeks of the day that she had left. That's when we had that conversation, and that made a lot of things come into focus. I felt better. Um. I had made mention to Eric and Marcus about different things here and there, but I hadn't really talked about it because I plan on doing this. I was, uh, as you just heard in the intro, which is now 20 some minutes ago, I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about depression and, and hopefully this helps someone. And, uh, that, that, that was what was going on. So from there started to get a little bit better. Start getting feeling like myself again. There's this thing coming up. Um, we were going on vacation. Yeah, Angel was going on vacation again. Like she left for 12 days overseas. And then she had planned this beach vacation to Myrtle Beach months ago because she got a discount as long as me and Angel sat through this uh, Hilton uh, honors thing that they want us to attend. Hilton Points. I don't even know what it was called. Very informative, very cool. We couldn't afford it, but super cool, and I would love to do it at some point. Uh, but if we go down to Myrtle Beach and sit through this thing for a couple hours, then we get a discounted rate at our hotel for uh, a couple days. So, like, cool. So, me and Aaliyah and Angel, we uh, and then Brandy, uh, Aaliyah's godmother, we all decide 
Well, we didn't decide. We we were literally leaving, <laughs> literally leaving to go to this, uh, go to the beach, and we stopped at Huntington on Friday night. Uh, it was it was the Friday after me and Angel talked that Sunday, I believe. It was well, let's see, two two Friday, two Friday, three Fridays ago. Uh, for anybody listening at home, it's July thirty first right now. In case I don't. I know I'm about to stop this segment before I continue on, but just in case whenever 104 this episode drops, you know where we're at. So July 31st today, and we left um, on, here we even get real fancy with it. We left on uh, July the 12th, okay? And Angel got back from her trip on... June the 27th. So Angel had kind of almost two weeks home before we left. Go to Huntington the first night because Angel, one of her um, students, former students, Namaira, is her favorite teacher. So she got an award. Super cool. So we went to Huntington, stayed at a day's end, crashed there. I left work early. Get in the car next day, drive all the way back to the bottom of North Carolina and stay at another day's end. Um, day was uneventful. Perfectly fine. Get up next morning. Heads to the beach. We get to check in early. The resort is beautiful. It was Hilton, um, Hilton Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach, Hilton, Hilton Myrtle Beach. Absolutely gorgeous. Right next to the beach, had a balcony with a, a ocean view. It was hot as hell though. Hey though. Perfectly fine. So we were there uh, from the fourteenth. Whoops. To the 15th to 16th. And we we had a good time down there. Um, very relaxing. I was drinking though. I had picked up, I had told Angel to get me some. Um what what was it that I was drinking on that trip? Oh my gosh. Uh Blue Moon. She got me some Blue Moon cans. So I was drinking Blue Moon cans while I was down there. And I had picked up a couple of little bottles of liquor. I got some peach parmesan and some apple E&J drinking that on the 16th though was Barbara's birthday my birth mother so the 16th I woke up and I was drinking pretty early and I was drinking early and often because it was so hot I don't recall a time that I was truly drunk this whole trip But I was drinking anyway. On the 17th, we leave Myrtle Beach and come back up. Now, here's the plan. We got invited to a wedding in New Jersey by family friend Reniqua. Nikki, my sister-in-law, she's in the wedding. She's invited us. The wedding is on Saturday the 20th. And our plan was to drive from Myrtle Beach up to Washington, D.C., collect Nikki, And then on Friday, the 19th, we're going to head up to New Jersey. Brandy was gracious enough to let us literally put her on a small ass plane to send her back to Morgantown. So we get, we drive back to DC. Nikki calls us, says, hey, my apartment's a mess. I got you this place right next to BWI. Uh, Will you stay there? And then I'll see you next day. So uh, stay at that hotel on Wednesday. Brandy gets up on the 18th, gets in the plane, comes back to Morgantown. We're in D- we meet up with Nikki, spend an uneventful day in D.C. at Nikki's place. We see um, 
my other sister-in-law, Holly, and my brother-in-law, Chris, um, we all get to hang out and they get to see Aaliyah, have a nice chill evening, get up on Friday. And there isn't any kind of rush or anything like that. But what happened was we left probably an hour or so too late. So driving from D.C. up to Edgewater, I believe that's what it was called, uh, Edgewater or Edgewood, New Jersey. Time for podcasting 101. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except I can't find my maps. Podcast 101. Podcast 101. Can't find my maps. Let's type in Edgewater. Yeah, Edgewater, New Jersey. Yes, got it right. It's only 326 miles away right now, guys. Any hoozle. On our way up there. Nikki wasn't sure about what time the rehearsal was, what her time the rehearsal dinner was. We were didn't have to go to the dinner. Just Nikki. Nikki realizes we're going to probably be about 30, 45 minutes late to the rehearsal. Not anyone's fault. Just a mix-up on times. So we drop Nikki off at the rehearsal once we get there. And then we head to our hotel. Hotel is super nice. It was something sweet, and it was nice. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Let me see. Let me just use this handy-dandy thing I like to call this thing. Yeah, no, that makes no sense. Excuse me. Um, Hold on. There it is. Homewood Sweets. Uh, what had happened was Janice, my mother-in-law, was supposed to... Uh, make this trek and go to the wedding as well as my brother-in-law Christian Christian got in a car accident car ended up totaled he's okay though so is the other person he's going to getting a new car that's what's up his air conditioner was out in an old car but because of that he decides he does not want to rent a vehicle to still drive travel to Edgewater New Jersey for this wedding and honestly, I don't think he's going to bring his car anyway. I don't know if he's going to bring... No, he wasn't going to bring Janice's. So he was going to rent a car anyway. But with this happening, he's just too shook up. He's like, I don't want to drive that far right now. Perfectly understandable. So instead of our being six people in this um, suite, which would have been me and Angel, Janice and Christian, Nikki and Aaliyah, eliminate two, there's four. And is not a whole person. <laughs> so this suite, you walk in, there's a little living area, Living room area, the kitchen that is right there when you walk in. And then there's a whole ass room, like a big ass room that had the two queen size beds in it and the shower. It was beautiful. So I'm like, shoot, that's that's what's up. So we end up ordering some Chinese, me and Angel and Aaliyah. Nikki comes in. I don't know how late Nikki got in that night, but Nikki comes in. We had crashed out. Um, and that that was the end of it. So the next day, we didn't have to be at the wedding until way later. And it was super hot. Like there's literally a heat advisory telling people to be very careful if you're going to leave your house to uh, do anything. If you're going outside, be careful. Keep all your rooms at this temperature just to try to keep the whole building cool because it's that hot out there. It's like 100 plus. OK, so we stay in a hotel all day. So what's your boy do? Your boy's drinking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely got a buzz that day. That was a lie. I did get a buzz that day. 
Ali accidentally bumps her head. Uh, we ice it down. Angel does this cute little hairstyle on her so that you can't see the lump on her head. She's fine now, guys. Um, but I, like I said, I spent all day in the hotel drinking. Um, we head to the wedding, drink a little at the wedding. We eat. We sit through a hot ceremony outside. The ceremony is beautiful. Congratulations to Renico and Peter. Thank you for inviting us. Um, they had a string quartet that was, I believe she walked down the aisle to, uh, well, don't quote me. I know that uh, there was some crazy love play, but I don't know if that was her walk-in song. I know the bride's maids and the, groom, and the groomsmen walked into that. Beautiful wedding. Go to cocktail hour. Drink a little bit. Um, have a little food. Open a ballroom. Dinner served. We dance. Drink a little bit more. Eat. Um, get to enjoy our evening. And I feel a little something weird in my chest. Like, I was like, huh, that's different. Like, if my, my chest felt hot. And I was like, huh, I don't like that. I don't know what that is. Oh, well, well, fuck it. Sure, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. So the next day, uh, come back from uh, New Jersey. Me, Angel, and Leah, we dropped Nikki off at the Newark Penn Station to catch a train back to D.C. Drive all the way back from Edgewater, New Jersey, all the way home to Morgantown. And I feel fine, you know? Nothing seems off. Everything seems good. No big deal. And, uh... Yeah, I, I don't remember anything filling off that day. From nothing unusual. I know my blood pressure runs a little high. Um, but you know, no big deal. Wonder how many times I've done this on a recording. Sorry. Uh and then Monday rolls around. We're gonna take a break. Hey, hey, yeah, you. You like comic books, anime and stuff? Sure you do. Who the hell doesn't? And that's why you should listen to a podcast called Fresh. It's like audio cliff notes of ancient texts painstakingly translated by us for you. So do yourself a favor. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Trust me, we're everywhere. So don't forget, it's a podcast called Fresh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, and anywhere podcasts are casted. What kind of forever? Welcome back. World's greatest podcast, hyphenation. So yeah, Monday rolls around, and something happened with our bank accounts. <laughs> I went to make my car payment, our car payment, and the person who took the payment flipped the numbers around. And instead of 181, 818 is what was ran out of our accounts. And immediately, our bank account went to zero. So, yeah, we had no money. So I immediately start freaking out. So I'm calling Angel, calling Angel, calling Angel, calling Angel. Not picking up. Freaking out. Finally, about four or something, I'm still at work. She uh, calls me back and she's like, hey, we don't have any money. Uh, what happened? And I was trying to explain it to her. She's upset. Understandably so. I was upset. 
so we get off the phone. Thankfully, someone came through, gave us some funds until we could figure everything out with the amount, uh, with the wrong amount. And it wasn't the brightest idea that I, because I was trying to fix what had happened with the 818, that they still ran the actual payment, the 181, directly behind it. So, yeah. <laughs> so I was freaking out, but we got covered. I got to the bank. I put the money in. But yeah, so all of a sudden, Monday evening, my heart just starts thump, 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 thump. And normally, and that shit start happens. It's like, all right, it'll it'll calm itself down. Or at least get back to a more manageable level. This shit didn't go back to a manageable level. I was kind of freaked out all evening. Angel got home after taking a lead gymnastics. We talked. We were cool. But yeah. But as I laid there, laid down and, you know, waited. Or not waited. Um, just relaxed after Leah went to bed. I felt better. So I'm like, okay, this this is past. We're good. Tuesday, say like a Mod Rashad from NBA Inside Stuff. Holla if you know what that means. Tuesday. Nothing of note. But Aaliyah did decide she wanted to try out for the competitive gymnastics team. So... I, after work, I go to her gymnastics place and I'm watching her and I start thinking about how much it's going to cost for us to have a in competitive gymnastics and how we're going to afford that. And then also the coaches, it looked like she was yelling at her. <laughs> the coach was not yelling at her, but to me, it seemed like the coach was yelling at her. She was not looking the best out there. I was stressed out about putting my five-year-old in a competitive situation that she asked for. She said she wanted to try out. That's what she told Angel. So, all of a sudden, thump, 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 thump. I go to the bathroom, throw some water in my face, calm, try to calm down. By the end of gymnastics practice, feel a little better. Um, they tell Leah that um, they don't think she's ready for competitive uh, gymnastics. Of course, she can stay in her gymnastics classes that she's in now. Cool. Go home. As far as I recall, Felt the same way until I got to rest a little bit, and then I felt better. Wednesday, um, there there was nothing of note that day that I, that I recall. Last week, um, you know, went to work. Work is fine. Uh, got off work, came home, made tacos. It was Taco Wednesday in my house last week. Um, made tacos. We had dinner. I still felt off, but I think I jumped on the trampoline that night with Leah, and I did end up feeling better. Okay. After that, after I sweated it out a little bit, you know. Thursday. Nothing of note that day until the lobby closed. And all of a sudden, my heart is really racing. And it's just me and my one other co-worker. There's only two people to close the lobby. Closes after lobby close. So it was two hours. 
and I was really cold and I didn't feel right and I my blood pressure was super high I, I could feel it felt high I, I felt like something was wrong I was like oh my gosh just let me get out of here and get home so thankfully I make it through the rest of our shift get out at six head home pop some aspirin um Angel had wanted to go to Miracle Treat Day at Dairy Queen. They're like donating all the proceeds to the Children's Miracle Network. I felt like I wanted to literally lay down in bed and not do any of that. But I didn't want to not go for Aaliyah's sake. So we go. I ate a little ice cream. Still felt off. Still felt slightly shaky, but by the time we got home and got to relax and everything, I got to lay down, I felt fine again. Good, which is good, obviously. I wake up on Friday morning, and it's immediate. Like, normally I had been waking up, and I felt a little off here and there, but it was 100% going Dum 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 dum. And I had taken I had taken Aaliyah with me. We dropped Angel's car off to get an oil change. Angel took Aaliyah, or I actually dropped Aaliyah and Angel off at Angel's summer job. I came up here to the mall parking lot where I'm recording right now, and start watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I just finished season three. I'm working on season four. And then the previous days, I had gotten to sit in my car and kind of relax, look at Netflix. I had been able to chill myself out enough where I felt fine. It wasn't happening today. I laid my seat all the way back. I'm sweating. I have my air like full blast. Like it was up like this. That's when my air was on. And normally I keep it on too. It's off right now because I have the windows down. And I'm like, oh, God, something's wrong. Something's wrong. <sighs> I listened to that black man. He said he was quitting his podcast. And all of a sudden, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Maps. Uh, he's just taking a little break in case you're not up on your I Black Man podcast. I'm going to focus on a podcast called Fresh a little bit more. But, yeah. <laughs> so... I'm like, all right, let me finish this episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I don't work till 1140. I'm going to run home at 10 o'clock, give me some aspirin, try to find some stronger aspirin. So I'm going to take a low dose and then rest for a little bit, come back and go to work at 1140 and then everything's going to be fine. So I do that, start going home, my hands start getting numb. And they're just on the steering wheel, nothing different than they normally are. Like, I'm feeling them getting numb and... Uh, I'm really freaking out at this point. I even passed Angel because she was on her way to, uh, I think she had already picked her car up and she, uh, or yeah, she was, um, yeah. Yeah, because what had happened was, yeah, she'd already been taken to pick up her car. Angel had to run somewhere with Aaliyah. I passed them on my way back to the house. Didn't realize it. Go to um, Family Dollar, get some aspirin, pop it, lay down, I'm hot, I'm sweaty, I'm clammy, try and watch first take, get a call, Angel's coming home. So I'm like, shit, 
Like, cause I, the whole thing was, I didn't want them to know I was going home, even though I wasn't, you know, I didn't want them to know something was wrong. So I'm like, oh, I'm at the house, and she's like, oh, well, I'm, we're coming home. The, they didn't keep us because there was no kids and everything. I'm like, okay. So Angel gets home, and she's looking, and she's like, you all right? And I told her the same thing I was telling Marcus, because me and Marcus were supposed to talk, like, twice last week, just talk. And he was like, and he sounds like, dude, I'm just so tired. Like, I'm just going to go to bed. I'm sorry. And both time, like, one time, I don't think he responded. And the other time, he responded. I was like, something's just wrong. I don't know what it is. So, yeah, I was like, and that's what I was telling Angel. I was like, yeah, I just don't feel good. Something's wrong. I'm going to just call off work. And she's like, you never call off work. Like, and I was like, are you sure that's what you want to do? And I'm like, yeah, like, I, I don't. Like, so, something's wrong. Like, I need to rest or something until I can get calmed down. Like, I don't know what's happening. So I call in. Tell them that probably not coming in. I'll give them an update later. Lay down. Uh... Strip down to the boxers, turn on scrubs, my go-to for when I'm feeling down or off or sick, anything like that. That's my comfort. That's my comfort show. Throw in scrubs, start watching it. Uh, try to go to sleep, rolling, tossing, turning over and over. Hearts thump, 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 thump. And finally, it's like, all right, I'm not dying in this bed. I'm not letting them find me dead in this bed. So get up. And then the funny thing is, as soon as I did this, I stood up, I felt off, obviously. I knew my body was going through some kind of trauma. Stood up, put on my shorts, some socks, found a white t-shirt, grabbed my phone, turned off the TV, everything, walk out of the living room. Angel and Olivia were working on some workbook uh, for her phonetics, her spelling, her reading. Yeah, look, Angel said, hey, will you take me to the hospital? Angel's like, yeah. Yeah. So from that moment on, I didn't have any panic. I didn't feel panicked. My heart was still thumping. I knew something was off. But we go to the hospital, Ruby. I tell him that my um, heart's beating really fast and I feel like um, something's severely wrong. Uh, they check me in. They sit me down. Probably about 10 minutes later, they get me into the little side evaluation room, whatever you want to call it. The um, I don't know what they call it. Examination room. Yeah, a little side of it, examination room to the office where I checked in. And they take my blood pressure. Blood pressure's super high, like 180 over something. They're like, okay, well, we're going to get you in here. We're going to give you an EKG. So I'm sitting in this room adjacent to the examination room. People were walking through because it connects to, like, the main... Uh, emergency room floor, so to speak. I'm just looking at my phone, you know, and I'm already I, on the way over. I, I started texting people because I I don't I've never gone to the hospital. This is the first time I went to the hospital for anything like this. I've been as a visitor, but never as for myself. And I'm thinking this is fucking it. I'm about to die. So I told everybody in the chat group, everybody podcast wise, I um I texted my dad. I texted Matt. Texted, uh, texted uh, Nikki, my sister-in-law. Angels in touch with Christian. I didn't tell Janice. Um, that's my mother-in-law again. I didn't want to worry her. She was uh, an hour away at work. Um, but I had to start talking Gary and Anthony and E and everybody. Else. I'm going to the hospital. I'm going to get checked out. Um, you know, cause 
I literally did not think I was going to walk out of that motherfucker. And that's why I felt like I was so calm. I literally felt like I was going to walk in this hospital and die. I was going there to die. They weren't going to be able to fix what was wrong with me. That's how I felt. I'm like deleting shit off my phone. <laughs> Think about sending passwords to people so they can get in there and, and find stuff if they need to. Um, you know, I'm trying to clean up my Instagram. <laughs> A lot of sex workers on there. Not so much now. <laughs> I was like, I want Angel to open my Instagram when I'm dead and see Big Booty Hoes. I don't want her to do it. She, that's not fair to her. I don't want to explain to what Aaliyah to look at my phone and be like, why does this mommy, woman have naked mommy? I thought that was it, man. EK, do the EKG. EKG. And they're like, all right. Go back out to the living room. We'll have you back in as um, soon as possible. I'm like, living room. Waiting room. I might have said waiting room, but it felt like I said living room. Like, um, okay. <laughs> so, I go back out and sit with Angel and Aaliyah. Aaliyah gets picked up by Christian. Christian takes her back to the house. So, she's not there. They're not to wait anymore. And me and Angel sit for what felt like forever. But eventually, they come get me. So, I thought that was a good sign. I didn't want to die. But I was like, okay, well, they're not rush me back on a crash cart or anything like that so and I don't even know if that's the right term but they're not like rushing me back like hey you're having a heart attack we need to try to save your life it was kind of like eh, you're a little high and he took my blood pressure again either before or after EKG and it went down obviously a little bit so to get me back to the room hook me up blood pressure still kind of high my pulse is kind of high um oxygen levels are wavering between good which is like 90 and 100 sometimes they dip in like mid to low 80s um and we're just sitting chilling and then people start coming in asking questions and what's going on one doctor came in and was like you want any methamphetamines cocaine drugs anything like that and angel didn't appreciate that i didn't appreciate his tone but it was like whatever west Virginia's a big opioid state you know make sure that i'm not on real drugs you know uh Whenever somebody asked me if I smoked, I'd be like, not alcohol, or not tobacco, <laughs> you know? Do you drink? Yes, occasionally. Um, so, yeah, we went through the rigmarole, and eventually sent a doctor, and they did a chest x-ray, and after that, the doctor came in, and it's like, hey, we're getting your test back, and everything's looking good. Um, your pulses, your blood pressure is obviously kind of high, and pulse still high, and your chest X-ray looks good, lungs look good, heart looks good, EKG was good. So, what we're going to do is going to give you the saline, and that's going to calm down your heart. Now, if you recall, your boy was drinking like a fish most of the trip, and there was even days on our travel days on Sunday. I snuck a beer in the back because I still had beers left over. So I snuck a beer on Sunday. And then, um, yeah, I snuck a beer on Sunday. I'm drinking water, by the way, now. Um, <laughs> and then, um, I was drinking liquor 
and coffee on the way between Myrtle Beach to the airport next to BWI. I was literally buying coffee and then drinking the coffee down and pouring in liquor. Like, I I was going kind of hard, and I did catch a little bit of a buzz in that day. But there was a whole lot of water. There was coffee. There was other things. Uh... You know, but not not a whole lot of water. So they give me the first bag of saline. Blood pressure mainly starts going down. Heart rate mainly starts going down. And then... Sorry, I was looking at my leg for some reason. Then the dude comes back in. He's super nice, uh, the nurse. He's like, hey, um, all right, well, you finished that bag. We're going to give you another bag and it'll probably be done. So me and Angel sat there and talked and watched uh, the other woman, uh, that uh, Leslie Mann and Cameron Diaz and Kate Upton movie. Um, that's another recommendation for you right there. Dear White People and uh, and the other woman. That's a fun little comedy romp. Nicki, Nicki Minaj is in it. Um, I'd say it's peak Nicki Minaj because I don't love what she's done to her body in recent years, but I'm a hater. <laughs> Not the biggest Nikki stand there is, anyway. So, yeah, they discharged me. I hadn't eaten anything other than a banana I shoved in my mouth, like, right after I called off for work. Because I was like, I haven't eaten all day. I feel like crap. I don't know what's happening. So we go to Roadhouse, get some food. I call my boss. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be able to work my Saturday shift. Uh, and sorted that out. Then ate a little bit of catfish and... Delicious roadhouse food, and I went home, and I got to lay in bed all evening on Friday night. Saturday, went to work, came back, laid in bed most of the day on Saturday. Uh, stepped out for a little bit with Angel, came back late. Got the next morning, went to church. Didn't feel super great, but my body was uh, really recuperating from everything that happened. I, I felt way better. My heart wasn't... You know? Which is awesome. So... Yeah. Sorry. Sunday. Came back, laid down after church. Got back up, went to go see Far From Home. Uh, which me and Marcus will be talking about soon, and I'm also going to be talking about it on a podcast called Fresh with Miles Amadeus Prower. Be on the lookout for that. We just got to nail down the date to record it. I <sighs> came home, rested for a little bit, and then I went out and mowed the grass, and I felt really good after I mowed because that was the first strenuous activity that I had had other than jumping on that trampoline the week before. And... With the way my yard grows and the way as wet as it's been, I have to mow like every single week. Um, and so there would always be that day during the week that I would get out there and mow. And my, maybe that was helping keep everything at bay, you know. And then having that week off and not having elevated heart level or getting... Because I, I literally was just relaxed. And there was no period where I, I sweated other than the fact it was super hot, you know. I felt better then, and then on Monday, um, felt a little off in the morning, felt better Monday evening. Tuesday, felt a little off in the morning, felt better Monday evening. Wednesday, woke up feeling fucking great. Had a little panic attack in the middle of the day. 
Um, just, uh, I drink, I did drink the most coffee I had drank since the incident on Friday that morning. Had a little panic attack. Uh, took me a minute to get calmed down, but I did get calmed down again. And I didn't, I didn't feel nowhere near as bad as I did on, uh, on, uh, the week before. And the funny thing is, uh, Lee Marique had, uh, something about what's your stress level on Facebook, uh, like zero to like pregnant mama giraffe. And I was like zero to a hundred real quick. And then Eric's like, Kellen, quit playing. <laughs> Cause I sent these Negroes, I sent these dudes a text on the group chat. I'm like, Hey guys, going to the hospital. Um, I'm going to keep you guys updated, but if I'm out of touch, that's why. I uh, just want to let you guys know, because again, I overreacted. I didn't need to text as many people as I did about going to the hospital. I didn't. But I was scared, okay? I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I literally thought I was going to die that day. And I hope I never feel that way again in my entire life. Like when Aaliyah left with Christian, I thought that was the last time I was going to see my child. That's how bad I was, you know? Uh, but yeah, I calmed down. Yesterday evening was fine. And then this morning I had, I went to my, to the doctor to see my primary, to see my doctor, you know, my blood pressure was high. It was like 150 over a hundred something when I went in there. Um, she did not take my blood pressure again while I was there. My actual doctor. And I think my pulse was good. Didn't mention anything about me having an elevated pulse. And yeah, um, she walks in, my doctor. She's like, so uh, you had an event last week and, you know, and all your tests came back fine and everything. However, with your elevated blood pressure, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Fuck, they're going to tell me something's really wrong. Like, there's something really wrong and they just missed it last week. Oh, my God, they want to run a more extensive test. Oh, God. Oh, God. We're going to put you on blood pressure medicine. Immediately, because I've been freaking out for the 10, 15 minutes it took the doctor to come in after I got into the examination room with Angel. Immediately, I'm like, oh, thank God. Because, to be honest with y'all, it was like winter January December of 1718 I felt something change with the way that my I just felt a change in my body you know I was like man something weird like not it wasn't painful but I was like my, I just feel I don't know I was more aware of my heartbeat and my pulse and everything like that all of a sudden I was like man I just always feel like Something's going on and everything's going on. Like I'd be watching UFC fights and I'd be sitting there and like my heart would not nowhere near last week, but I would still be getting excited. I was like, man, like I'm really into this. Like this really got me going. Like, and that had never happened before. But then me thinking I can manage it never really did anything about it. And then I'd give blood, or we went to the doctor to get us a new doctor we have in May. Like, oh, your your uh, thing is a little, your uh, blood pressure a little high. You give blood. Oh, your blood pressure is a little high, and then they come back, take a few minutes later, and it go down. Like, okay, well, you can give blood. You know. So, starting tomorrow, 
your boy will be taking two blood pressure medications. One for the top, one for the bottom. And the first half was about depression and how I cope with that. And it came from an unexpected place. Because normally I, I had planned on talking to y'all. And then I just didn't get a chance to. Just with everything going on and the vacation. And, and Angel was actually the one who came through. Because me and Angel talk. But I don't talk about my shit. I don't want it like... I want to say, I watched a TV show and it made me really depressed. And I don't know, I feel like the token black guy in a white sitcom. Like, you know, like, there's, see, there's way bigger issues going on than that kind of stuff. Like, and that's why when I come and rap to y'all, you know, I feel better about it that I can come and say these things to y'all instead of vice versa. You know, so I don't bother Angel with it. And I might, me and Marcus might, Say something, say something to Marcus, or, um, I told Eric about feeling that way at work, and Eric's like, yeah, man, like, I understand, like, we all gotta deal with that shit. It's a great podcast, and I was talking to the bottle. Eric's like, I understand, man, we all gotta deal with that shit. You can tell I'm rusty. (laughs) Also, I wonder how much not podcasting has affected this, because... I have a problem with when I'm not being able to use a creative outlet. And like before, like recent years before the podcast, it would be like with writing when I was writing kind of regularly for my website. Um, I, I wasn't getting to, I was just mad. I was like, man, I'm frustrated. I can't write. And I wonder now if, especially since this wasn't, cause there's been obvious breaks in hyphenation production before, but this was literally, it really felt like I just cannot make time to get to my podcast, and it really bothers me. And eventually became, I'm too tired to record my podcast. I tried several times to record a podcast on my vacation. Just couldn't do it. Like, Aaliyah was supposed to take a nap when we were at Nikki's in D.C., and Angel's going to take a nap, and I told Angel I was going to go to her car and record a podcast. I had my shit. Aaliyah didn't tell to go to sleep. Another time, I had planned on recording podcasts after Lee went to bed when we were at um, at uh, the really nice hotel in Edgewater. Um, but then Aaliyah had fallen asleep, and I waited till her nightlight went off, and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go out to out here to the suite next door. And I was like, well, what if I'm going to be too loud? And I don't want to wake up Aaliyah, and I'm tired. It's been a long day. We drove a long way. I just went to bed. And then, with everything going on last week, there was no way in hell that I felt like recording at all. So, I wonder how much this has to do with it. (sighs) Main thing with the depression, man. And something that the doctor talked to me about is, like, stop holding so much stuff in. Like, if you feel a certain kind of way, I I gotta say it, you know, it's something little. Put it out there. Like, this is years of putting off my stress in order to focus on other issues at hand. I feel like, and I don't want to die anytime soon. I want to be here for y'all. Oh, and my family. (laughs) Dad told me the other day, he's like, you got a lot more to live for than just yourself. You know, you got people that (laughs) depend on you and want you around. I hate how 
I hate how he says shit. And it, it feels exactly like Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump's like, Mama always did have a way to say things so I could understand it. My father will say some shit and it will rock me right to the core. And it'll hit home so fucking hard. And he'll say it in the most matter-of-fact way. And if so, and if Angel tried to say the same shit to me, it wouldn't work. It's all in the delivery. <laughs> it's uh, so crazy to me. And y'all don't know how happy I am to be approaching the end of this episode right now. <sighs> to sum up, I'll keep y'all updated how the blood pressure goes. Um, I don't plan on going back to the hospital anytime soon. I'm going to see my doctor again in mid-September to see how things are going once I get on the blood pressure medicine. And... Uh, and with the depression and stuff, man, like even when it's unexpected and you, you have things pop up and you're like, oh, I can handle it. Like my mom triggers or the whole thing with the black guy on a white sitcom. I have people who I can reach out to and connect with. I have so many people and I'm so blessed. Angel was out of the country. She was six and seven hours away from me at some time. And I was not going to discuss it with her. Um, but I have people who, if I call them and say, hey, will you listen to me? They'll listen to me. Yeah, I, I'm so blessed to have so many people who I could talk to if I need to, really. And I'm just so used to just, <sighs> I need to stop ignoring my feelings, man. And I feel like we may have had this conversation before on Self-Care One. I haven't even went back and listened to Self-Care One. By the way, update, I have come to terms with that whole thing with that my friend who I said I don't get to hang out with because and I felt like I was being ignored and I was being a little pansy about it but we have both talked about it since and we're good so that's resolved you know so and as far as like my work stuff I'm trying to adapt in a way without changing who I am but trying to take the job more seriously so that's an effect and that's it, man. So that's that's self-care, volume two. <laughs> Blood pressure medicine. The funny thing is, I found uh, I went to Cassidy's Instagram by chance last night, and I saw he had posted a video for Blood Pressure, one of my favorite songs of his. Used to be one of my favorite songs of his that I didn't know existed. And watched it, and I was like, huh, that was cool. God, he's small. <laughs> but man, he could spit. I gave y'all two recommendations. Dear White People, which comes back tomorrow, and uh, The Other Woman. There you go. And Hamilton. Always Hamilton. So, Hyphenation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective bringing great podcasts to the people, hyphenpodcastgroup.com. Also, the marcrob.wordpress.com, written by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Robinson, does great work over there. He just posted something about um, 
his recent birthday just passed. Happy belated to you again, Marcus. I had wanted to do a post or something shouting you out, but I thought I was dying. So my apologies, brother. I'm glad I didn't pass on your birthday. That was a real thought that I was having. I was literally telling myself at times last week, you're going to die, aren't you? Yep, probably. That's what was on my mind frame most of last week. So I went to the hospital. Yeah. Well, until after I got out of the hospital. Yeah. That's where I was at. Um... You can find Hyphenation whenever, wherever podcasts are sold. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public. Um, any podcast app you use, you should be able to find us. If you can for some reason, let me know. And in order to do that, you can just reach out to me at or email me b-hyphen at, gmail, at gmail.com b-hyphen at gmail.com b-h-y-p-h-e-n at gmail.com um, you can email hyphen podcast group at gmail.com as well if you want to interact with me in any way about the show about anything on twitter it's at b-hyphen at hyphen pie group on instagram it's the b-hyphen hyphen podcast group and on facebook it's facebook.com slash hyphen universe slash hyphen podcast group and then I also have my personal website, hyphenuniverse.com, which I'm trying to get be hyphen.com back. I keep forgetting to check to see when that stupid domain registrar that stole it from me and is holding a ransom for like two grand when that expires. And I'm hoping they don't renew it because I'd like to get my domain name back and go back to be hyphen.com. So working on that. Um, guys. <laughs> I say this every podcast, but have genuine interactions with people. You never know what someone else is going through. It can mean the world to them and you not even know it. Um, call your mom, hug your sister, punch your brother. Um, write your dad a letter. You know, just make sure you let people know what they mean to you while they're still here. Give them their flowers. You just, you just never know, man. Words of wisdom for today. Don't hold your shit in. There are people out there who will talk to you. There are hotlines. There, there is always a sympathetic ear somewhere. You just have to take the initiative to try to find it. And... If you feel like something's wrong health-wise, because I didn't, I, I waited to the very last minute. Honestly, I probably should have went to the hospital Thursday night, but I calmed myself down. But you, you just gotta. If something's wrong, if you don't feel right, go to the doctor, go to urgent care, go to the hospital. There's no reason for you to die because you are afraid to make that trip. I was scared to death, but also apparently made peace with my death because I was super calm the whole time I was in the hospital. There's an awful picture that I had Angel take of me on the stretcher, on the gurney, on the bed. They were moving me to another room after they got me out of the main evaluation room where I had been in for a couple hours. They were just going to move me to like a side room to get my other bag of fluid. And... It's awful. But I was, I was, and he was like, why would you take a picture like that? I was like me doing a piece on my tongue. I'm like, I look ridiculous. You know? I was so hyped up about getting, be pushed in a hospital bed because I'd never done it before. I was in such a peaceful place. It was so weird. 
go see your doctor. Don't wait till it's too late. <sighs> I didn't. I'm going to get on blood pressure medicine. And then hopefully things start changing for the better. And I'm back on keto. Day number four back on keto, low carb. Lots of water. Drinking water right now, like I said. Maybe not. This episode is sponsored by water. And that's it. So, um, guys, apologies to Markel Faults because he's still trash. Um, oh, Far From Home. Go see Far From Home. That's a recommendation. I really like Far From Home. Me and Marcus will talk about it soon. Next, the Avengers Endgame episode can come out. So, Anthony, Gerbo, Marcus, Eric, leave me alone. It's dropping the day after I drop this, okay? And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I will see y'all in episode 106 real soon. Because 104 is now completing. 105 is literally waiting for me to hit publish. I'll see y'all in 106 and then we're going to get back to business. Okay? Okay, Pumpkin? I appreciate everybody listens to the show. Love y'all. Happy to still be here. Thanks, y'all. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure.